Hunter, how are you, friend? Oh, hello, Cody. How are you today? Oh, my gosh. Where'd that one come from? Well, you know, springtime. <laughs> We're close to... We're on the back end of St. Patrick's Day, you know? I know, man. This year seemed to f- just fly by. It's ridiculous. We're already like... We're going on uh, a third of the year being over. It's crazy, isn't it? And especially like for us, because we've got everything we're doing wedding planning wise has a countdown on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I get a day to day countdown of how much time we have till nearly the end of October. And it's less than 200 days now. So yeah, I, uh, I feel like it's, life right now is like that meme where it has the guy his eyes are open and then it's like january 1st 2021 and then he he blinks opens back up and then it says it's april like yeah it's flying by man it's ridiculous i've uh it's definitely going much quicker than last year let's (laughs) let's just let's say that right off the top oh man well i want to ask you we hadn't talked about it really in a couple days how's the leg doing leg is doing really good actually um, it's, it's swelling has been going down. I got a lot more movement in my toes and my foot and it's not as hard to like stretch my muscles. It doesn't really hurt to move anything, which is great. Uh, there's still some, some bruising. Like you can see like deep, deep down through the skin, you can see some bruising that's, uh, <laughs> that's from where all the major damage happened. But mm-hmm. that means everything else has returned to a normal color and you can just see like the really bad stuff. And I mean, I, I imagine it's going to take a while before it looks normal again. But sure, I'm putting vitamin E ointment on my scars, hoping that they'll not look super gnarly. Um, but other than that, yeah, we're just keeping on keeping on. Next week I go get x-rayed and uh, we'll know then what uh, what my next uh, few weeks are going to look like. If I can start PT, if I have to wait a little bit longer. So mm-hmm. Uh, we're going back to the doctor, and he's going to take a look at my bones and see what they're looking like. Good deal. Are your uh, your bruises, they turn in that gross color yet? No, they're just like that really, really deep purple. Okay. Well, usually they start out blue, so that's good. They're they're healing. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird because they look really, really gross when they get like green and stuff, but that's when they're almost healed. So that's good you're, you're moving along. Are the... Uh, and you said the stretch is getting easier. Are they able to go farther and stuff now on them? Oh, yeah. My movement is is pretty insane. I, I'm curious to see what the doctor says. Like uh, Bree and my mom have both seen it, and they're they're really impressed with how, how much it's moving. And so I'm curious if the doctor is going to be like, whoa, or if he's going to be like, well, that's kind of what I expected. Um, but I'm, I'm really curious for his feedback to see how good I'm doing. Well, that's good, man. The uh... – I tell you, those those stretches you, when you first start out, they I know they suck, but it makes PT. I said it before, makes it so much easier when you get going, so you don't have to start there at square one when yeah. when she's having you do those little bends and things like that, or P, whoever you go to. Sweet, but yeah, that's that's where we're at. Not much has has changed, but uh, good amounts of improvement, which you know is really all I can ask for. Haven't haven't fallen, you know. I've been. No more, no more falls into the Mustang. Yeah, right. No more falls. So we're we're just we're just keeping on keeping on. I'll tell you what, though, I'm ready to walk again. I, I bet. Yeah, we we had a buddy of ours from school. He uh, he's listening to the podcast, and then uh, I don't know if he's on on the Twitter. He just texts us or something. But he he sent a uh, picture that 
there was a lot for sale on, I don't know, one of those auction websites of some of the old Walmart uh, jazzy scooters there. So. Oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, it's Connor. <laughs> I saw that and I just chuckled. It's uh, It would have been real funny if you had gotten one, but I understand <laughs> I understand the, the need for the knee scooter. Right. The guys at work have been giving me a hard time about my knee scooter because they all wanted to to upgrade it. And I was like, whatever you want to do, we can do. But then, like, nothing ever happened, and now they're like, well, it's too late. I'm like, what? I don't know what to tell you, guys. Like, I mean, I was down, you know. I was willing to, to do some upgrades, but, you know, time just has, has passed, you know. Listen, so. there's nothing better than getting paid to do stuff like that and not do your job. Right. Absolutely Wait, did I, did, I, I did, did I tell you that I did get an upgrade from one of the guys? He was uh, one of the guys out on the floor. Now, when I talk about the upgrades that the other engineers at work, like we're talking about pneumatic tires and like power drive and things <laughs> like that. One of the guys out on the floor bought me an electronic horn that is mounted on my handlebar. Uh, <laughs> here, I'll play it for you because it's really, really funny. So there's four options. I can't believe I didn't tell you about this. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it. There's four options. There's a horn. <laughs> then I have a for when I have to go to the bathroom really bad. <laughs> and then they they know I'm a car guy, so this helps me feel not useless because I really miss driving my car. <laughs> oh. And then I'm not really sure the significance of this one, but Gray loves it. It sounds like a uh, laser gun. It is. It's just a laser <laughs> sound. So I'm not really sure what that's got to do with uh, <laughs> with the horn. But anyway, so I've got this nifty little thing. I think now- <laughs> I think you should put that in your Mustang whenever you, uh, you get back to driving. <laughs> just put it right on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, man. Whenever somebody uh, somebody cuts you off or something, shoot lasers at them. That's right. <laughs> Make me feel better. Road or whenever oh. someone's in. When someone's in the lane in front of you, they need to get over. Just play the uh, siren one. That would be awesome. I would be pretty, super. <laughs> pretty sure that's illegal, but. Eh. No, no, no. Not if they can't hear it. I mean, if it's just me inside, you know. Just oh, for no. My we're, we're, we're amplifying this thing. Oh, I see. I'm following that. Yeah. Yeah, that might be illegal, but it's not my car, so I don't care. <laughs> so you don't care, do you? <laughs> no, I'll help you do it, man. All you want. We'll we'll get this thing going. Uh well, I understand we have a minor, minor update on the straw and non candy. You wanna? Yes, there is a minor update. So uh, now that I've determined everything within the, my local vicinity uh, of the strawberry candies, uh, including Amazon, I've decided that I need to broaden the search. And so I got in touch with my my friend and a dear listener of the podcast in Michigan to see if she would mind to uh, let me. Uh, pay her for some of the brand that she gets up there at the Meyer store. And she said, yeah, that will work. She'd get them to me. Uh, but in her searches for, for the candies, she has herself fallen down the rabbit hole and has sent me pictures of two bags that are totally, totally different. And she's like, it's real. It's, it's real. I, I, I found two bags that are not identical uh, the, the candies look the same, but the bags are different. And I'm like, yep, it's see, it's real. It's deep. It goes real deep. So, so I'm curious to see how, uh, how, how things progress there. Once she sends me a sampler of what's available 
there in Michigan. So, uh, but yeah, I've got her full on invested in. Uh... Oh, oh. Boy. <laughs> oh. Well, he likes, he likes to complain. Sounds like he really he's really invested in the strawberry candy. <laughs> he is too. He's he's really upset. I won't give him one. <laughs> um, that that sounds way more accurate. <laughs> so, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Once I get those in my possession, we'll see what the Meyer ones taste like, and then I don't know where she got the other ones, but we'll just we'll just go from there, and we'll 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 get this thing sorted. Man, it's crazy how uh how big this uh, this whole candy thing goes. You know, we may be the first podcast ever to really uh, really expose the strawberry candy world. I think this might be our claim to fame. Wouldn't that be something? You know, we run this podcast just organically grow the way it's supposed to. And what really catches on later on when people go back and listen to the old episodes is the strawberry candy conspiracy <laughs> that that's going on. It's ridiculous. Man, he's vocal tonight. Yeah, the funny part is I jinx it. Every time he's really vocal, I say he is, and then he's not in the room. But I didn't say it tonight, and now all of a sudden he's just talking a bunch. So, Well, the good part is we love dogs, so I'm not even going to edit him out at all. So we'll, <laughs> we'll just have the, we'll have the peanut gallery over there just... It's kind of funny when he does it, to be honest. You know, dude, his breed, they're one of my favorites to hear hear talk like Luno is very vocal like he he makes noises and little squeaks and squeals all the time but man huskies whenever they they make noises it's like it's so dramatic in every single thing that they do it's they they don't have any like low level it's 100 percent every single sound they make (laughs) uh what a knucklehead i miss that guy he's big now you have to you have to to come see him. I mean, we you got to come visit anyway. But yeah, man, if we uh we ever get on here doing a uh doing videos or anything, we'll have to we'll have to have a dog exclusive episode. We'll oh, save that for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> that'll work. All right. Well, going back to you know previously a couple episodes back or last episode, we uh we talked about frescas and my absolute love for them i actually have one sitting here next to me right now and there's about nine cans of it in my trash here so i'm <laughs> i'm still 100 percent in it but i understand you also acquired the fresca how's how's that going for you so we went to food lion and they had both the cans in the 12 pack and the six pack plastic bottles and so we got a six pack just to test it out see what we thought they're all gone. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> we both were like, wow. Like, it, number one, it's not what I expected at all. Mm-hmm. I expected it to be more bitter, like like the other, like bubbly water or uh, LaCroix or things like that. I, I, wasn't I told expecting. you, man. Those are gross. <laughs> They're so gross. So this this is really interesting to me because remember how I said I had that, that a groom soda in uh, France? Yep. And that squirt was a little bit, um, Too sweet. a little, little bit sweeter. Mm-hmm. So the, the the fresca reminds me a lot of that soda. I mean, obviously it's got an extra little citrus uh, in it. It wasn't like a grapefruit citrus soda, which is what the uh, fresca is. But the the one in France was just grapefruit. 
So it's a little different, but it does remind me of it. And uh, I think it comes from the citrus element because it tastes like citrus peel. Like, you know how you make like a key lime pie or a lemon pie and you have to zest the lemon and get the peel. And I get a little bit of that in there. And so it's a little bit more bitter than the soda from France, Mm -hmm. but I do really like it. We both found it incredibly refreshing, not too sweet, which is a big deal when it comes to, to soda because most of it's just super, super sweet. Um. And we both really liked it. So thanks for ruining our lives. <laughs> yeah, man. These are um, the great thing I like about these is it's a soda water. And generally those are gross. We I've said that so many times, but these are so good. And they only have one carb per can. What? So I didn't even yeah. know that. Yeah, dude, look at the nutrition stuff whenever you get a chance. There's one carb per can of these. So you can really drink these, you know, especially if you're trying to watch your sugar or whatever. You can drink these and they won't uh, won't have all that, you know, cup and a half of sugar per can of it. And they're just so good. Like it's like you said, it's refreshing. You can drink these when you're hot. You can drink these on when, when it's just normal. And uh, you're welcome for for getting you hooked on these, man. It, it was crazy because when everything, you know, there was a shortage everywhere on, they can't start, stop making so many different sodas uh, last year. And uh, this was one of those that actually, uh, I couldn't find it forever. Like when I would find them, I'd literally buy every 12 pack or, or six pack of them that I could get my hands on. But uh, I'm, I'm shocked that these went because they're so good. And now that they're slowly coming back, I guess everybody else who was like us, they, they were buying them when they'd find them too, but they're so good and they're not terrible for you. It's like, it's the perfect balance, not too sweet, not full of sugar, but just, just sweet enough to where you don't grimace whenever you take a sip of it. Yeah. I, I really, really like them. So we'll have to get some more. Uh, I just hope that they don't go out of stock again because that's going to make me that's going to make me really want them if they go out of stock, just like what happened with our, our dearest uh, San Antonio Taco Company. Every time uh, I drive by that place, I'm like, dang it. Yeah, branching off, just hitting on Satco. Satco there, San Antonio Taco Company, It's I guess it was technically a chain because this was the second store, and they also opened one in, um, in Chattanooga. I, I was talking to the owner of this one, but... It was my favorite restaurant to go to. It was right next to campus. Dude, their nachos were killer. Their tacos were okay, which is kind of funny with it being a taco company. But their their food was just so good, and it was so cheap. Yeah, it was affordable. That was the kicker. That was oh, the kicker, man. man. And they were pretty quick, too. Like, you could literally, you know, between if you had an hour for class from where we were at in, in the spot where we were, you could drive down eat and then make it back in like an hour so it wasn't you didn't have to like wait and you could get it to go and whatnot but yeah it just it literally closed down i uh (laughs) i remember when i found out they were closing i was on facebook and i saw that they said on their facebook page that they were they were shutting down and i messaged them i was like when are y'all closing i was like you know this where i'm i'm home for the holiday so i'd like to come get it one more time and they're like oh today (laughs) <laughs> I was like what so oh. I, I don't know if something happened it seemed a little fishy how yeah like how fast it happened but it did happen really really fast and I, I don't really know the whole story and I, I wish I did 
and more importantly, I wish they were back. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it I I really miss that place, and they uh, they left the building as is, and the sign is still up. <laughs> Yeah. So I drive by there and I see the sign and you're like, oh, that sounds good. And then you remember it's closed. So it's like it's like this awful reminder of better times. <laughs> so. yeah. It's like that uh that last scene in the uh, Fast and Furious movie when, when Paul Walker splits off from Vin Diesel. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, we miss you, Satco. It was so good. Yeah, we went over there. How many times did we go have lunch there? We had lunch there all the time. Oh my gosh, way too much. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) Oh no, not way too much. Well, for for my pant size, way too much. Okay, we good stuff. Yeah, I'll say it was good. I don't want to say that this was it was healthier than if you went to just like normal fast food, but. Yeah. It, it's definitely not something you should you should have went to as many times as we did, and it stinks because man, they had like you know trivia night we went to a few times and all the time it was so um, fun. It was so fun, and you know we'd get the guys and we'd all go down there and just uh just pig out and and do trivia. And shoot, we won it two or three times. We were we were pretty good at it, but yeah, yeah, we uh we and that's how they coach. got you. Remember they gave gift cards out. Yep. Like if yep. you won, you got gift cards. And so we divvy the gift cards up and come back the next week and eat for free. That's exactly what we do. We'd save them and then we'd, uh, <laughs> I'd usually, I'd keep it in my wallet. And then whenever we come and eat the next, uh, next Friday night or Thursday, whatever it was, when trivia night was, everybody would eat for free. So it was, uh, <laughs> it was perfect, man. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Other SATCOs, if you, uh, if you decide you want to, you want to sponsor the digital digital sphere we're we're open to sponsors so also if you're interested in opening uh, a franchise back up here uh you you know where it is you know which one closed you know (laughs) if if you want to open a franchise back near us uh we would definitely welcome it because i know uh, I, i haven't talked to one person who i've been like hey do you miss satco and they've said no everybody has said oh my gosh i miss it i wish it was back yeah it's Man, it's a shame. I I love that place. It was just, gosh, it was so good. But uh, what are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? Pour Back one to out the for fresca, Sacco. though. <laughs> yeah, pour I'm a fresca. Pour a fresca. Not, <laughs> no, no, we don't pour fresca out. <laughs> Back to fresca. I cleaned one off the table the other day. Caroline, she had one, and uh, I went and I I picked up the can, and it was half full, and it'd been you know it's from the night before. And I walked over to her and I said, "What's this?" Uh, we don't we don't do this here. We don't waste these things. They're 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 rare right now. But yeah, if you uh, I I calculated it up and the uh, the cans are are cheaper per ounce. So if you have the option wow. for the bottles or the cans, go for the uh, go for the cans. Yeah, cheaper I think that's what ounce. we said. We were going to go ahead and get a twelve pack of cans the next time. And you know these these are really they're good coming out of the fridge, like really really good. I don't even put my cans in the fridge anymore. I just sit them next to it and just we we keep it pretty cool here downstairs where we live and uh they are perfect coming just just out of the uh out of the pack. You don't even have to don't even have to refrigerate them. So yeah. But yeah. I'm impressed. Fresca has impressed me thoroughly. Well, you're welcome for uh for giving you something that is hard to come by and I hope you enjoy the hunt because I tell you, you'll look, you'll go to the store one time. So you go to Food Lion, 
you'll go to Food Line and you'll get the six pack. And then the next time you go, they'll have a couple of 12 packs. And then the next time you go to get one of those, they won't be there. But up on the top shelf, they'll have like a two liter bottle. It doesn't huh. make any sense. I think they just use whatever extra they have that week. But They just play roulette. They do, man. I've, I've literally had all three of them. I've had the two liters. I've had the bottles, the cans. It's just depending on where you go and when you go. It, who knows what you'll get. But yeah, man, they're delicious. And they are my favorite drink in the entire world right now. Heck yeah. Undoubtedly. But Well, Hunter, I have a... Uh, couple stories that I want to get your reaction on and just letting everybody know I told Hunter about this a couple days ago and these stories but I didn't tell him what they were about because I wanted to get his honest reaction <laughs> that's what's going to be so good like when we let in about the cinnamon toast shrimp I I knew everything and this yeah. is going to be like candid this is going to be just pure reaction yeah so I was I was at work and um I had a a notification come up just from Google telling me the news stories for the day. And I saw this one and I saved it and opened it at lunch and I read it, the first one. So we got a funny one and kind of just a shocking one. The funny one, I saw that, I read it at lunch whenever I was eating tacos, of course. <laughs> and then I looked up on the TV whenever I finished reading it. And on the TV, there was another story that just shocked me. So I also found the news article for that. But I'm gonna, we're going to go over the funny one here first. And I really want to hear what you think about this. Um, just paint yourself, Hunter. You're, you're a big Transformers fan, right? Right. Okay. So imagine that you're a big Transformers fan and you're, you're up near the facility or, or wherever they, they design, they write the, write the stories, they do all that, okay? Okay. You are you just hang out at the building every day because you just love it so much. It's your dream to be in there. Then, one day, you see in the back of the building, one of the doors is left open. Oh, no. So you just <laughs> mosey on in, and nobody stops you. Nobody catches you. You go over, and you... Uh, you make your way to the cafeteria. You have lunch with the uh, with the people. You they they invite you to come out and uh, join them that night for for trivia. Uh, nobody even notices anything, and then you go and find yourself. You just find an empty table, and you just start writing script for a uh, for a Transformers episode. Think about that for just a second. Okay. Your, dr your dream is coming true. <laughs> I, but... saw this, <laughs> I saw this article, and this is a real story that happened. So this is from the USC, University of Southern California, football team. And I'm just going to read just a little bit of this article. Let me go down to, to the person who wrote it so they can get their, the credit they deserve. Written by Joe Kinsey from uh, OutKick. And here's the start of it. The USC football player imposter story has taken a twist, according to the Trojan insider Scott Wolf, who further report who has further reporting about the guy who was busted filling punts during a practice last week. It turns out there's more to the story than the guy just getting past security and into the practice facility where he was able to get his hands 
on a uniform and make it onto the practice field. <laughs> Wolf reports that the imposter was so good at his craft that he even went as far as jumping into a hot tub with Trojan players and even grabbing grabbed a meal without being busted. Wolf was also told, <laughs> Wolf was also told uh, that the imposter had used the suite in the Coliseum to grab some sleep and has been busted by security uh, before for hanging out at the school's soccer field. I'm not sure how he got into the McKay Center, I guess that's their practice facility, so easily, a security officer told Wolf last week. That's the question and problem for me. He shouldn't even be on campus with the COVID-19 restrictions. We'd had a previous issue with him before at the soccer field. (laughs) (laughs) Is that not... Oh, here's a timeline. Here's a timeline. Guy gets past security into the football operations building, the John McKay Center. Mixes in so well that nobody realizes he's an imposter as he makes it all the way into a jacuzzi. (laughs) Sits in the jacuzzi with other players and they don't get suspicious. Like, this is a college football team that these guys are together almost every waking hour. Oh, it gets better. Grabs a meal. Nobody realizes something is off. Grabs a jersey and a helmet. So some equipment people gave this guy equipment. He got dressed for practice and went out onto the field. Nobody noticed. And starts feeling punts as a football staffer finally realizes this guy's outliving his dream. (laughs) This guy, it's not like he was at some small small college that just gets whoever is available. These are four- and five-star players. These are the best football players in the country in a major conference. So these are high-profile guys. Many of these guys are going to end up in the NFL. And this random stranger (laughs) literally had a -a make-a-wish day and spent the entire day with the USC football team. (laughs) I love <laughs> I love how the security guard is like we don't know how he got in. Yeah. <laughs> That's your job. <laughs> you're supposed to know and you're supposed to keep people like that out. It seems like he's pivoting. The security guard's like, yeah, we've had issues with this person before. Yeah. That's, that's worse. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> like this is the money maker, non-donor money maker. For, for the college, the football program. And this random stranger walks in. It doesn't give his age or anything like that, but it's a dude that's known on campus. Like every security officer near an athletic facility on that campus should know what's going on. But not only did he go in, he went up to the very top. So he had to walk up the bleachers. He had to take an elevator to get up to the suite. Uh, of the Coliseum and he slept in there, Hunter. He oh took a nap. <laughs> How does this happen? <laughs> I need to know. All day. I need to know at what point he thought he was going to get to. Like, he was like, I think I'll get in the building. And then when that happened, he I, I want to know at what point he was like, oh, I, I've gotten further than I thought I would. So I'm just going to keep pushing the envelope and see what, see what happens. I got to imagine that he didn't plan to get in the hot tub. I just have to imagine that. Uh, but he saw the hot tub. He's like, well, nobody said anything. I'm going to hop in with these guys, see how, how far I can push my luck. 
And they didn't even, they're not like, who are you, man? Who's who's this guy that's over here? We've never seen him before. And was he just carrying trunks with him to get in the hot tub? Like, how how do you just hop in? Did he just take his shirt off and get in in his jeans? Like, there's (laughs) all all in the buff. God, that'd be weird. But people on the team, people that are paid by the University of Southern California, gave this man equipment. They gave him gear to go outside (laughs) onto the football field. And this guy runs out, tags out the, the starting punt returner, and he starts fielding punts. <laughs> you know, I heard a story. I heard a story of a guy. He he made a habit out of uh, like he would collect drinkware from restaurants. Uh, you know, he'd pick up the glasses or whatever, and he he'd take them with him. And the story was that somebody asked him, "Why do you do this? And how do you do this?" He said, "Well, I just I just like to collect the glassware, uh, but how I do it is I." I usually go with a group of people and when, when I am ready to leave, I pretend that I absentmindedly still have my drink in my hand. Like I've forgotten to set it down. And, uh, if you're confident enough and you act like you're not paying enough attention, like if you're just chatting it up with your buddies, as you all walk out, he said nine times out of 10, they don't say anything to you. So this guy must've just had the most, and it's totally misplaced. But just the most confidence he could have to strut around that place and, number one, have not the energy of somebody like, oh, hey, I'm not supposed to be here. Because we all know what that's like when, when you're like, oh, I'm not really supposed to be here. Yeah. So he had the confidence to not come off as, you know, I'm not supposed to be here. But also just to, like, push it that far, you've got to be – he's either – He's either a sociopath or a genius. There's no way he was that confident. I, and Hunter, it's not like he, you know, we already talked about the equipment, guys. And, and okay, I'll, uh, I'll cut him some slack. So this guy, you know, they see everybody and they're just trying to get the equipment out to him so they can get out to practice. You know, there's, there's rules on how much practice players can have in a week. Okay. Right. This guy also went and had a meal with these players. <laughs> so he got in line with this team. And, you know, I don't know if everybody that listens, if, if you're a college football fan, but major programs go for the most athletic, the strongest, like the top of the top athletes that want those guys on their teams, okay? I can't imagine that this random guy that went in and pulled this off, I can't imagine that he just blended in perfectly with <laughs> this team of six foot plus, six, six, two, six, three, six, five, six, seven players and just, you know, shuffled in and nobody noticed. I would imagine that he would stand out like a sore thumb because these yeah. are guys that, one, they train all the time, they're getting big. These guys are cut. These guys are jacked. The linemen, big guys. So he walked in and people were giving him food and nobody's like, wait a minute. Who are you? (laughs) Who who are you? 
it just blows my mind that at a major program, this could happen. And like nobody during the entire day noticed. And the only reason he got caught was, bef- was because one staffer was paying attention and noticed that the guy who's supposed to be fielding punts wasn't out there. That's the reason he got caught. That's it. <laughs> just because the, the wrong guy was out there. I mean, this guy, like I said, he went up and he took a nap in the suite. <laughs> like, it's just blowing my mind. There's cameras and everything around and nobody saw this one random guy up in this uh, this suite with all the lights turned off. Notice him taking a nap. Like, <laughs> how? How does this happen? But I read that and the more I read it, the better it got. It... Now you see the 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 preface that I gave you there. If <laughs> you make you living your dream, this guy was having a make a wish day there with That's the USC nuts. football team. Yeah, I mean, how are you as a parent? I mean, I know these kids are. You know, we we look at them like superstars. These guys are eighteen to twenty four years old. Okay, how do you as a parent in a high profile place like this just be like? Eh, I mean, it happens. Yeah, I mean, not to take it to a dark place, but thank goodness he wasn't like unhinged because think about yeah. being in that with that close of proximity and that much access to everything to kids. He, <laughs> he he could have very easily slipped some poison into somebody's food or I mean, he, he could have <laughs> done a multitude of things. And I mean, it's funny, right? Like, I'm I'm glad he wasn't unhinged so we can laugh about the story. But I, I can't help but think that if somebody who was uh, a little less sane uh, was to try that, I think that this could have been a worse story. But regardless, that's got to be what the folks at uh, USC are thinking because yeah. they've got to totally redo their security now. Yeah, and and it's it's even worse. Like. It's it's bad that anybody can get in like that. That shouldn't have happened. But it's not like this guy was at, like just at home and he's like, you know what? I'm going to get in there today. <laughs> this man had been caught by security around other facilities. Yeah, he was a he was a known person that wasn't supposed to be there. And it's not like everything's just open and hunky dory. There's COVID-19 restrictions. He's not even supposed to be on on the campus. Nobody is. And yet, he made it into their practice facility. Like, what would have happened if he had grabbed, like, I don't know, a pair of scrubs or a uniform or something from, like, a trainer and went out there and was trying to, you know, do some of the the pre-work stretching or something like that? Man, he could have really (laughs) hurt somebody not knowing what he was doing. He really could. It, it's just absolutely crazy that this ever even happened. But man, oh I man, wonder, it's funny I, as all get out. <laughs> I know. I wonder if everybody was in on it. Like they knew he was there and he wasn't supposed to be there, but they were just like, you know what? Let's make this guy's day. No, I can promise you that <laughs> at the University of Southern California, that was not the case. This <laughs> nobody, nobody was like, eh, he's all right. That's just 
it's not like radio. It's not like he was the guy that hung out. Then they invited him to be the manager. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's not what happened here. <laughs> let's get Twitchy Ben in here. Yeah, let's give him a day to remember. <laughs> hey, Paul, let's let Twitchy Ben out here field some punts. Like, no, <laughs> we won't. We won't. We won't say anything. He needs a win. <laughs> hey Ben, you want to hop in the tub with us here? Like, no, this isn't a radio story where he's the manager <laughs> for thirty years. This, this should never have happened, and yet this guy was just living the dream. He was I out love- there fielding punts for the University of Southern California. He was a <laughs> he was a Trojan for a day, man. It's 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 ridiculous. He uh. <laughs> you know, it's what do you things even say? Like I mean, you know, there's nothing really to say about this that hasn't already been said that it shouldn't have happened, but it's really funny that it did. But I think it's really funny because we love when things like this happen. We love when these elite prestigious universities get caught with their pants down. You yep. know, it's kind of like why we all watch that college admissions scandal, which by the way, there's a really awesome, uh, dramatization of it all on netflix right now that on my list i've watched it twice it's really good um but we love it when all these prestigious institutions get caught doing an oopsie you know because we have this this preconceived notion that these places have it all figured out you know they're swimming in money they're swimming in talent they have some of the best uh personnel on staff and you just imagine that they've got it all together. But it's really funny to think that all these really, really talented people just couldn't see what was right under their nose the whole time. And so, uh, man, that's good. Like if that had happened at, at, a, at a community college, I think everybody would be like, well, yeah. <laughs> but, it's community college. But, but for it to happen with USC, that's pretty hilarious and that guy's gonna go down in history as and it's a pretty cool nickname too the usc imposter i know it's wow and you know the thought that came to me when i when i read that is you know right now and we have been for several years but we're in the age where anything like this that happens it's getting written about it's getting put on twitter it's getting put on the uh, on the daily radio shows and and internet streams and stuff that all these uh, all these sports channels do now to you know it gets it gets sent out to anybody in the world who wants to read about it and has the interest in it but you think back to a couple decades ago and and before that when there was no social media internet wasn't the thing how many things like this have happened in the past at other places and just nobody knew about it because the outreach wasn't there you know we know about yeah. this because we know about this because of uh because of outkick and clay travis's uh network there but what happens at the universe like did this ever happen at the university of georgia back in the 90s or early 2000s did this happen at Florida? Did this happen at Arizona? You know, things like that, that nobody will ever know about it because the universities could just hush, hush and sweep it under the rug. But right. man, anything that happens now, you best believe that you're going to have to really do some damage control. And 
Man, that's why oh, PR sure. people get their get, that's why they get their money because <laughs> like can you imagine I haven't I haven't kept after that day, I haven't read any more about it or anything like that, but can you imagine every single question in, in any kind of press conference or upcoming press conference is most definitely going to be about this story? Oh, for sure. They're not going to get out from underneath this for a while. There's just no, no. way. Yeah, it's not going to be about your your players who's going to who's showing flashes this year, not about your quarterback. It's going to be about the guy that came in and lived the dream as a Trojan for a day. How the heck did you guys let this guy in? Well, he just kind of found the door open in the back and came in. And uh, do we have any questions about the upcoming season? No No. hands. No, no (laughs) hands go up. Do we have any questions about the imposter? Every hand in the room shoots up. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna have to read up on this some more and just and I'll try to find some videos if they take questions about it anywhere. But. Yeah, man, I I read that story and was just blown away. Like I had to wait to eat my tacos to finish reading it. It was that good. Just Boy, knowing that funny. this that this happened at such a high profile place. And like you said, man, we love it. We love when this stuff happens to places that it shouldn't. <laughs> you know, with like you said, community colleges. Yeah, it's whatever. But even like even like a Walmart. If you told me that, uh, that a guy got caught putting on a blue vest and worked in Walmart for a week before anybody caught on, I would not be surprised. No, I, I would, especially my Walmart here, it would not shock me one bit. If <laughs> probably I saw, be happy to have the help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can you open a register up? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm so glad it happened. I'm glad nobody was hurt. I'm glad right. no damage occurred from this other than, you know, $30 for a meal and tainted hot tub water. But um, and a little I'm, bit of pride, just a little and a, bit. And a little bit of pride of the university. But, man, am I glad that it happened that we could talk about it because it's <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's pretty funny. Oh, I'll, uh, I love when this stuff comes over. There's There's so much garbage. And I know everybody, like... The thing right now is put out all the content that you can, put out everything and just and hopefully it sticks. But I'm glad when we get some grade A S tier comments or uh, <laughs> stories like this, man. It's it's so good. It's it's wonderful. <clears throat> well, you wanna you wanna hear about the other story that I found? Um heck yeah. So this one not as funny. Okay. Actually pretty shocking. Um and this happened pretty, like, I'm not, not super close to where I live, but it's close enough to where it's it's right in my backyard and it's right in your backyard. So, Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, just just within within a few, a day's drive, like not even a day, like a trip there and back, you know, a day trip is where this happened at. Okay. So this is from, I went ahead and got it from Channel 10 News, WBR here, Okay. Let me see if there's a uh, if there's a writer for it. Uh, nope, nothing, nothing in particular. So, here is the title of this: Man allegedly tries to kidnap, then buy three year old for one thousand dollars before being ran off and arrested. Hang on, I gotta go get my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> 
And this happened. No! Yes. Oh, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> Society. <laughs> Sorry, the, the author of this is Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. Okay, I'm buckled and, in. Let's just get into it. Corbin, Kentucky. Okay. This is oh, not sense. very far from where I live. Okay. Um, I've been through Corbin. It's not far at all from where I live at. Corbin, Kentucky. A parent's worst nightmare became true for one grandma when a Kentucky man grabbed her three-year-old grandson and tries to take him. When that didn't work, officials said he offered $1,000 to buy him. I don't know what I would have done if I lost him, said Christy Baker Franks, the boy's grandmother. Chrissy Baker is relieved but also terrified after her grandson was almost kidnapped uh, as he was playing in the front yard. I was sitting here and he was playing in the trailer. They had like a little pool behind trailer that he was playing on. My car was here, she said. Out of nowhere, there was a man in a red car with four doors across the road. The man then approached their house. She said that he walked by the fence and tried to grab her grandson by the arm walking him towards the taller part of the fence. She sprung into action to save her little boy. I jumped up and said, Hey, what are you doing? She said. He said, I'll give you I'll give you all one thousand dollars for the boy. That man, seventy four year old Ronnie Lou Hilton, is now charged with attempted kidnapping and promoting sex trafficking. Baker said it only took seconds before she may have never seen her grandson again. All this happened within ten seconds, and if I would wouldn't have been sitting here, he would have he would have gotten my baby. Baker said, and although the boy is safe, she said he's shaken to the core. Um, go ahead, Hunter. What is your what is your take on that? A thousand bucks is all it takes to get a kid these days. This man walked- he lowballed her. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I deal. I deal uh, with. I deal with everything in life with humor. So let's please not take that out of context. I, that is that is horrifying yeah. and and potentially heartbreaking. But come on, dude. If you if your kidnapping attempt fails, you gotta offer them more than a thousand dollars. I mean, even if and, you don't have it, you know. I tell you what. Give you a million for the kid. Okay. Now she's thinking about it. <laughs> you're really gonna try to pull a fast one when you're 74 years old oh my word like you're you're grabbing the boy over the fence and trying to walk him over to where you can get him to take him into your car like this this when it came across the news i was just blown away one so close to where i live and you don't ever mm-hmm. want to think, I mean, Corbin's, I'm not, it's not huge by any means, but you don't ever want to think that things like this happen in small towns. You don't right. want to think that this is going to happen in the place where everybody knows everybody. And uh, if you need anything, you can call anybody and they'll be there in a minute. You do, right. you want to think that this stuff is what happens in the big cities. This is what happens in, in high crime places. But man, this is a small place. And this man tried to just take this kid and then buy him like he was a dog. Do we know 
Do we know if he was, a, and I don't, I don't mean this insensitively, but do we know if the, the old guy was of sound mind? Um, it does not say anything about it, that. It just seems a little, little tone deaf, you know, to, 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 to think that, I mean, after you attempt to steal a child who at three, I mean, I, I, the longest running job I've had to date is I, I did seven years of, of swim lessons. So I've worked with families of all different backgrounds and kids of all different ages from, from the greater Nashville area. And three-year-olds are very, very small. And I, I think that it's, it's hard for us to, to think about just how vulnerable a three-year-old is, but that's like, that's still pretty much, I mean, a baby like like three is is still barely talking, right? I mean, am I am I off beat here? But like, that's just crazy that he would try to take. I mean, a kid that little, obviously, you're not going to let a three year old outside to play unsupervised. So thank goodness that the grandma was watching him. But for him to think that he could just get away with it and, and just like pick up this kid and walk off with him. And, and then to offer money, like, oh yeah, I'm just going to sell you my, my baby. Basically. It's just, it's just nuts. I mean, I know some people would hear three years old and I mean, that's three years being alive on a planet, you know, but, but when I think of a three-year-old, especially with my experience with kids, I still rank them as, as pretty darn young. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, yeah, this, this is a baby. I mean, obviously he's outside playing, but this is a child that in no way, shape or form could defend himself. Okay. Um, Probably whatever this man, when he took him, whatever he told this kid to do, he was going to do. Okay. So this is a completely defenseless child and they charged this man with what, what did I say? It was attempted kidnapping and um, obviously, obviously, something like this with him trying to uh, trying to buy the kid, you you got to go right towards. Especially when they charged him with promoting sex trafficking, you got to right. think that. that I wonder. Is, I wonder if he admitted that that's what he was going to do because it seems like something weird. To, like you can assume naturally, slippery slope argument that that's where it's going to go, but. But I mean, unless he admitted, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I don't know if a charge like that would stick, especially if he had a defense attorney. I don't know. But I mean, this is an old man. So I'm going to say that generally when people are that old and in a place like Corbin, I'm going to say he's probably been there for a long time. So yeah. she might not have known him because it is, you know, not huge by any means, but it is bigger. So she might not have known him, but man, that just scares, scares you to death to think that somebody that, you know, somebody that you've associated with someone that you talk to at the co-op or at a restaurant or anything could do something like this. And right. I mean, that's, well, that's, that's just always so scary. It's always how those news stories go with the people who do atrocious, atrocious things, whether it's sex trafficking or the guy who had all those girls in his basement or mm-hmm. anybody who does any violent crime, all their neighbors are like, he just seemed normal. You know, we saw him coming and going. We had normal conversations. We had no idea to expect that he, he would do something like this. Um, 
and that's the scariest thing is most of the time those people are just right under our noses. And, you know, like I, I'm a little bit more spatially aware. Um, like one of my cousins, they live in, they live in Texas, but one of my cousins came into town and her and my sister wanted us all three to go walk around the strip in downtown Nashville. And I don't like going to downtown Nashville for many reasons. As we know, there was, there was a bombing down there, uh, right there near the holidays. And I just don't like it because there's a lot that can go wrong down there. And so my head was constantly on a swivel. I couldn't even really enjoy myself because I was just constantly on a swivel looking uh, at my sister who at the time was underage and my cousin who was, was an adult with, with a family. But, but still, I'm like, some, anything could go wrong at any moment. And mm-hmm. so I hate that that's the way we have to be in society. But I just, I just couldn't relax, you know? Like, it's because I have this gut feeling that they're – especially when you're in big crowds. And that's what – you get that feeling when you're in big cities. But you shouldn't <laughs> – you shouldn't have to experience that in a small town but it's just everywhere and it's so, so sad, but boy, am yeah. I glad that he didn't run off with that, that kid, because that would have been tragic. And, you know, this is horrible. And you, like you said, this, this would be tragic if he had taken this kid, but, and I'm saying this in all seriousness here, no joking. Um, you need to always be aware of your surroundings especially when you're out. But I mean, this just goes to show you, even when you're in in your own yard, you need to be aware of what's going on because, man, it's a shame that this happens like that. But that's why, you know, when I was younger, um, my my family and I took a, uh, took a trip to, we went to New York and um, for the first little bit, we were there, you know, we, we got subway passes for the week. So uh, we were taking that everywhere. And for the first little bit, I was, um, I was just, when we got on the subway, you know, trying to be like the locals and I just put my headphones in or something like that. And my dad pulled me to the side whenever we got off of it after the first or the second time. And he was like, when you're on there, you need to have those out. You need to be paying attention to what's going on. And of course I was, you know, okay, whatever, dad. And then I listened to him. And just shortly after that, uh, one of the next few times we rode it, this guy that had one arm on the subway stands up as it was going and he goes, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. And immediately my dad hands my mom his cup of coffee and um, my girlfriend at the time was with us and I was uh, I was preparing for if if he was doing something what my dad and I were going to do there. This guy, fortunately, was just asking for money. He had, it was right around Christmas. He had just lost his arm and stuff like that. But man, that, it just goes to show you that something like that, anything can happen. You know, you got, so so be aware. That's on the top 10 list of things you don't want to hear when you're in an enclosed space. I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. Yeah, I was, uh, after that, the second one, another yeah. one on that list is who farted. That one is. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, after that, me and my dad, we were talking about it. And, you know, mom and and uh, everybody else with us was just like, oh, man, that, that, you know, that was that was scary. What happened? And me and my dad at that point, we made a plan. I, you know, it said if something like that happens again, I told him I'm going high. I said, you go low. 
I'm going high, and uh, if we're ever in a situation where we have to, we're just going to alleviate it because, you know, it's not everybody, and you need to, before you make plans for any kind of situation like that should arise, and, and I think that anytime you go into a new space, you should always come up with an evacuation plan, and you should always come up with a plan for for plausible scenarios, but I refuse. I decided, you know, not not long after that, uh, I was not going to be a passive victim, and I wasn't going to passively let stuff happen to those around me. So, you know, that's one of those things. After that, uh, anytime I've, I've ever been on a bus, and you know, not not very often, but uh, back on the subway, my phone's up. I'm sitting there alert, and you don't have to, you know, be sitting there like a watchdog, but just, right. just be aware of your surroundings. You know, when you're out in public spaces, when you're at home in big areas, be aware of what's going on around you. You know, because I think the worst thing is when things happen and people are just so passive about it and they're unaware of what's happening until it's too late. So, right. there's your there's your serious PSA for for the first one ever. Be aware of your surroundings. You know, pay attention to these things and. You know, this story goes to show you literally in this lady's front yard with her sitting there watching her grandson, this man tried to take him. So uh, and imagine if the phone had rang and she had walked inside to to pick it up and come back out. Right. I mean, it's just it's scary. So pay attention to your surroundings. Don't be a passive victim. That's yeah. that's, that's, that's what not, I want to get. That's not to say I had the thought, like, I'm aware of my surroundings, but you, you can also enjoy yourself and be aware of your surroundings. Like Absolutely. When y'all, when y'all Absolutely. go to Disney, I, I guarantee you, you'll have your head on a swivel, and I know I'll have my head on a swivel yep. when we're at Disney for, for our honeymoon. Uh, but there's a difference in being aware of your surroundings and being paranoid, and that's where I think you can draw that line is just being aware and protecting your own and just just being on the lookout for anything that might seem a little strange, you know? I know people who are like, I can't sit in a restaurant without, I can't sit with my back to the door. I have to sit facing the door. And I'm like, that's a little much, but, but I think, I think you can do a good job of being aware of your surroundings. Sure. You know, you you just got to be able to just observe. Like I said, you don't have to be a watchdog. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to not enjoy yourself when you go out in public. Cause if you're, if you're going to be like that, then what's the point of going out? But just, Pay attention to what's around you. If something doesn't seem right, keep an extra eye on it. If if you hear something loud or something's abnormal, pay attention to it. But yeah, yeah just just pay attention because you know this just goes to show you that it can happen at any time. I I highly highly doubt that this grandmother could have predicted that that was going to happen that day. Jeez, to her family, Mother's Day's coming up. Yeah, yeah, man, it it's scary, but. You know, you it it takes it takes good guys to to beat the bad guys, and yeah. you know that's that's why you got to pay attention, uh, you know, raise awareness for these things. And like I said, man, this is very very close to where I live, so that just you got you got to be aware of what's going on around you. Yeah, that's that's scary. But yeah, man, that's a. Uh, that's what I got there. Probably should have started with that one and had the funny one last, but uh, I guess give a little PSA to to the people here as we're <laughs> as we're finishing up. But right, uh, any any more thoughts or comments on that, my friend? No, boy, I'm just glad that kid's okay. I'm trying yeah, to me think too. if I have 
here's another good story about um and you know this will fill in we, we just hit an hour but I, I got another good story yeah man go ahead uh, and it reminds me of, of of um of this with the with the little kids so the swim program I worked for was was not associated with any like YMCA or American Red Cross or anything like that. Like we were lifeguard certified. We had to be. But mm-hmm. it was a, a home business that had been in operation for 30 plus years. The The guy's mom had done it and then passed on her skill set to her sons. And then her sons went out and started their own branches. So I worked for one of her sons. And the program is very, uh, very hardcore, but you get results. Sure. Um, now, when I say hardcore, like you're not going to sling a kid that you know is going to drown into a pool. You're just not going to do it. Yeah, you're not going to do push-ups all day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do burpees and all that stuff. Oh, dear God. <laughs> do burpees until you puke, Timmy, who's five. <laughs> you give me trauma right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, we didn't take nonsense. And, and that resulted in a lot of really, really successful – swimmers and really great stories of, of kids who were able to save their life. And that's what the, the whole foundation of the program was, was if, if a kid, even a young kid from the point that they could sit up on their own, we would, we would take them. Um, so babies, like you would, you would teach babies if they fell in the water, what to do and yeah, like you roll over on the back. Right. And so if, if they were to have graduated our program, it was known that you could sling that child. You could huck them like a football into the water and they'd, <laughs> bloop, they'd roll, they'd roll right over and float. Yeah. And it was amazing. And we heard this story. There was a child who had graduated and he, so, you know, he had, he had fulfilled all the requirements for the program and, and had, had been successful. We didn't have many who weren't successful by the way, but he, he had fulfilled the program, been successful and they went out to the beach and the parents were watching him and he was in the water. And as you know, riptides are very sudden, very yep. strong and very unpredictable. Yeah. A riptide sucked him out into sea as oh, far no. out to the point where they couldn't see him just gone. And so they're panicking, you know, they let the coast guard know they let the light, they let everybody know. And so they start uh, a campaign searching for this child. Four hours go by. Now, oh, let's just no. take some time to appreciate how long four hours is knowing your child has been sucked out to sea. Oh, yeah. And I don't care how good of a swimmer you are. I swam competitively for 11 years. Four hours is a long time to be out away from land. Yeah. Four hours after he disappeared, the Coast Guard found him floating on his back out in the middle wow. of the ocean. That's incredible. And they scooped him up and they brought him back. Needless to say, we saw those, uh, we saw that kid and his family for, uh, for as long as I, until I, I stopped working there. They, they were loyal customers after that point. Um, but, uh, but boy, was it, is it good to know it and to be prepared for stuff like that. And, um, that was, that's probably one of my favorite stories of, of like a success of a, of a kid. Cause I have, I had some, some children in my family uh, well, one child in my family who, who drowned at a very young age. Uh, I was too little to register what had happened, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of a sensitive area for me now knowing, uh, and being able to, to have an opinion on it. So it's, it's nice to know that you can prepare like that and, and save a life. Cause if that kid had not known what to do, he, he'd have been lost. 
uh, immediately. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if you've ever been in a riptide, if anybody's ever been caught no. in one, but uh, just to give you just a very, very small kind of taste of it, uh, if you're out in water that's, you know, about knee deep, when, when a big wave comes in and it sucks back, you can feel that that hard rush of water that hits you in the legs and, you know, you're knee deep so you can stand it. But imagine that, but it literally just takes you away. Yeah. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. The only thing you can do is you, you never are supposed to swim directly back towards shore because that's yeah. opposite diagonal. the direction of the current. You swim diagonal to the beach. Yep. That's right. And that's, that's your best chance of getting out of it. Now I've never been stuck in a riptide. I've been to the beach many times. I, I kind of, I've never wanted it to happen, but I've always been curious about how I would handle it if it did happen. I did get stung by a jellyfish when I was mm. at the beach, and that was it was dead, but it still hurt like nobody's business. And uh, boy, you got to pee on you. See, I peed on myself because I Psh. thought it would work, and it Psh. didn't. And it's got to be someone else, man. The funny part is, we were there with another family, and uh, and the both my dad and the dad of that family. We're very embarrassed, but they both were like, if you want us to pee on you, we will. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. Uh, but here's the kicker. I, I peed on myself and it didn't work. And then one of the locals said to pour apple cider vinegar on yep. it. So and, poison. Oh, it burned, but it worked. Well, I'll just have you know in the future, if your family and my family ever gets the pleasure of going on a trip together, if you ever get stung, I'm grabbing the nearest beverage that I can, and I'm chugging it, and I call <laughs> dibs to pee on you. It's not going to work, but I'll tell you what, I'll let you do it. <laughs> now, that's a friend, folks. That is a friend. <laughs> but no, let, let's just, first off, kudos to you for really, like I said, showing these kids what to do, because you, I mean, the kid was the one who did it, but what you taught him literally saved his life. I mean, that's yep. without a shadow of a doubt. If if you're not aware of those situations, if you've not, you know, learned the skills, mastered the skills and know what to do, uh, where your body can just take over, when stuff like that happens, you get the fight, flight, or freeze reaction mm-hmm. that occurs. And most people fight it, which just sucks them down further. Right. Uh, your, your flight reaction is going to be to just wail on the water and that doesn't that do doesn't anything work. for you <laughs> or freeze and you just you just drown because your body won't move. But so kudos to you on that. But man, how about this little kid? I mean, I don't know how old they were. I'm assuming it was they were a small child there. I think you say it was five, maybe something like that. I don't really remember how old they were when it happened, to be honest with you. Well, anyway, generally getting at it. Um, Small kids tend to not float very well, yeah. just right, just naturally. They just, you know, me, I'm a bigger guy, so I can hop in the water and I just bounce like you put a uh, blow up volleyball <laughs> in the water. But little kids like that, man, they they tend to sing just because they don't have the have the mass to float, but or the <laughs> the correct kind of mass to float like I do. But right. uh, man, how about that kid? Four hours, it's not passive. I mean, not panicking. I mean, I imagine he's probably scared to death with it all happening, but he knew what to do and he oh, yeah. didn't stop doing it. He yep. he did what he was taught. And man, that just goes to show you that stuff works. I've, you know, I was a lifeguard myself for several years and um, I did swim lessons also everywhere I worked. And 
that was that was one of of, of all the years that I did that job. My favorite part of it was swim lessons because I would be able to to start out the week with the kids. It was it was at some a summer camp, but you start out a week with kids who are afraid to put their head under water. They're 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 afraid of water, and you work with them. You teach them the right way to do things, and man, by Friday they're jumping off the diving board. And you know that's that's that was my favorite part of being a lifeguard out of all the yeah. years that I did it. And you know I did I did several rescues. I had to jump in and and pull people people that got caught behind the jet streams and couldn't make it over things like that. But you always yeah. feel good when you can save someone. But man teaching someone how to be able to potentially save their own life. That was the best part of the job, undoubtedly. So yeah, great, great job all the way around. Great job, anonymous kid uh, for, yeah. for being able to do what you, what you did there. And if you're, if you're a parent, I, I don't assume we have a lot of parents listening to this, but I'm Maybe just going to say it. If you're a parent, I think it's critical to teach your kid how to swim the very basic life-saving techniques for sure. But you just even if you don't live near water, it can happen. You know, people sure. go people to the have lake. backyard pools, the lake. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's it's critical. It's something that that's that's got to happen for for your kid. And you know what, swimming's good exercise. Sure. I did swimming for eleven years. It's low impact. I never broke a bone until I stopped swimming. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's low impact. It's good for your muscles. You know, swimming's good. So that's my campaign. Yeah, siblings. Okay. You know, if you have have younger ones, or even shoot, if you if you know adults in your family who can't swim, uh, you never know. You know, once people are older, sometimes it's it's harder to teach them. But uh, if you can teach someone how to, you know, get be comfortable in the water, be able to show them how to not panic, and if nothing else, just be able to roll over on their back, control their breathing so they don't sink. Like, man, that's the kind of stuff that that can save lives. So. Mm-hmm. Keep that uh, campaign going. There, we're gonna make swimming great again, folks. Okay, <laughs> that's what save, we're gonna do. It's gonna save, saving lives one lesson at a time. We're gonna save lives. Believe me, there's no one that knows water better than me. No one. That's all. <laughs> Drink it every day. <laughs> there's water in Diet Coke. There is. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Donald. <laughs> much more of that to come i haven't been able to do the donald on here yet boy uh, boy does that feel good to, to rip him out <laughs> it's like a like a split personality that just got to break free for a second it's great i love it <laughs> one more funny platitude and then and then we we're over time so i'll sure that'll be it nah go ahead uh, man some of my friends again we said we w- we wouldn't get super political but some of my friends were not trump supporters and so they were visiting and I was doing the voice and I came up with a really, really good idea. And maybe it could be something that we find a home for here on the podcast potentially. But there are people who are upset about certain things he did. And they asked me, they said, hey, will you apologize for this, this and this in Trump's voice? And so like almost like Santa Claus, he, <laughs> he sat really close to me and I was like, so and so. I want to tell you I'm sorry. <laughs> the look of joy that just spread across his face was so worth it, you know, and I don't want to say one way or another how I feel about about the former administration, but all I can say is no matter who's in office, I make fun of them. It doesn't matter if I support them, if I like them, if I hate them, I always, always make fun of them. 
And it's whatever joy I can bring to somebody by doing the voice is is in it for me. And so I I think that is hilarious. The it's almost like I should open an Etsy and just be like, tell me what you want Trump to apologize for, and I'll send you a voice recording. <laughs> no, dude, jump on a jump on Cameo. You could uh, ah uh, yeah. Now it's like we said, and if if you go back, and I believe it was in the very first episode. We are equal opportunists when it comes to poking fun at people. Whether we like them, whether we don't, we make fun of everybody. <laughs> and that's and, and and that's I think that's where true humor lies. You know, when mm-hmm. when when you're not segregating part of your potential audience, when you're not only doing things to, for one group or only talking good about one, bad about another, when you can equally make fun of everybody uh it just brings us all together because laughter man that's the one thing that we can all do exactly uh man what a what a good episode we've had here we had (laughs) we had we had some psas we had safety advice we had funny stories uh sad stories great stories what what an episode it was a roller coaster believe me it was a roller coaster okay (laughs) you loved it all there were some ups and there were some downs. Some, spin- <laughs> some spinny loops. Some loop-de-loops. Oh, I'm scared. Believe me. Ask Melania. I get scared. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, probably one of my favorite impressions. It's so fun to do. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to take a uh, an episode in the future, and maybe that can be a kind of our our bonus episode where we're looking <laughs> to get – we can do, a, uh, do an impressions one because, man, you're – like I said, you're you're definitely in the top two of my maybe top. I don't know. Duncan might have a uh, problem with me saying that, but yeah, <laughs> you you guys were right there in, in impressions and, and and the voices that you can do. So yeah, we'll have to do an episode where we can uh, where you can just do that for the entire one, and you can just really show off your skill set. This this unique set of skills that you've acquired over a lifetime. You know what we ought to do? We need to have him on as a guest. And I've got the game. Uh, it's actually called Utter Nonsense, which is hilarious because the podcast <laughs> is Sheer and Utter Nonsense. And it's like Cards Against Humanity, but you you draw a card to say, and then the the black card, if you will, is an accent. And you have to go around the room, and whoever does it best in whatever accent or voice wins. And so oh. we could do a live game of utter nonsense on sheer and utter. Oh, it's this has got to happen now. I just talked to Duncan recently. He told us that he was a uh, he was a good friend of the podcast. So, uh, Duncan, if you're listening to this, uh, know that in in the future, you'll definitely have a uh, have an invite to Duncan to hop on here with us. Duncan, I'm calling you out. <laughs> you're gonna lose so badly, so harshly. You're going to lose the game here on Sheer and Utter Nonsense. Ask anyone. They'll tell you. <laughs> I'll, I'll say one of my favorites that Duncan did. He was a big King of the Hill guy, and he could do a lot of good King of the Hill ones. So I pretty yeah. much can only do Hank. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch, Duncan. So, <laughs> friends, be ready for that one. Cause I, I promise you – I've known Hunter a long time and I have yet to hear an impersonation where I have not laughed. And, <laughs> and let, let me tell you hours of impersonations altogether. I've heard laughing the entire time. So it's, 
it's gonna be a good man. We we got so much stuff on on the docket that we're uh, we're gonna be oh. getting to. It's it makes me excited, you know, that we got this thing going now. We can uh, we can plan all these fun things like that. Heck yeah! All right, Hunter, you have anything else that uh, that we need to that's, do? Any? That's it for me. All right, man. Well, it's uh it's been good talking to you. It, it's been good talking to you too. Yeah, man. It's rough getting in here to record. Seems like it's been a been a busy week for me this week, but we'll. Uh, nah, that's okay. But we get through, man. That's what we do. We get stuff done. We make her happen, Captain. Make her happen, Captain. I like that. I'm getting that tattooed. There you go. Put it on your left butt cheek. Uh, okay, it's done. <laughs> I'll do that right after I pee on your leg. All right, okay. everybody. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Uh, as you know, uh, well, I hope you know, we are now on Spotify. So make sure that you go and listen to us on there. If you're, you know, you're driving or something like that, and you want to be able just to turn your phone off, we're we're hot on the Spotify. Uh, you can also go to our YouTube page. We put a uh, video out that has kind of a, a sound wave on it that bounces up with us if you want some kind of little visual or something like that. Uh, go follow the Twitter at the Sun Pod, and in the future we'll we'll get an Instagram made and we'll put some little snippets and stuff on there. But uh, as we say it every time, know you hate it on YouTube. If you can, go ahead and uh, like it, subscribe to our channel, and turn on the bell because that helps us and. Man, now on Spotify, just follow us, listen to us. We're we're trying to we're trying to get those rankings up Heck on there. Yeah. But yeah, man, we're we're live on everything, man. Who who would have thought we'd be here right now? I'm I'm glad everybody's enjoying it. I'm glad we're getting suggestions. You know, we <laughs> I did notice though since we went on uh, Spotify, I, our our views aren't quite what they were starting out on there yet. But once again, we we just got on there. <laughs> but I looked at the last video on YouTube and it had like two views. So <laughs> I think that uh, I think most people are moving to the Spotify now. But that's all right. We just want you to hear our content and and we just wanted to make you laugh. That's that's what we're here for. Heck yeah, guys. All right. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll be on Apple Podcasts uh, sometime soon. I'm I'm in the process of figuring out why that's taken so long. We're supposed to be published on there, but uh, anyway, well, we'll it's because it's Apple. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else, man, we'll uh, we'll do it again real real soon. That's it. Thank you. I've had a good time. It's been good to be here, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.